live. Welcome to episode 36, girlies. Kate and I are recording this via Zoom in real e-girl fashion. How does it feel to, to pod like this, Kate? feels weird that I can see you, but I also, like, we're not together. Like, I can't sense, like, one of us, you know, tapping our fingernails on the table or, like, swirling or around. Quietly, yeah, start slurping on a Zevia. Yeah, what are you slurping on now? Is that a I'm recess? Having, I'm having a nice little recess, coconut lime. I had to get Coco June at my local health store while I was waiting for this broker to finish up a touring of my apartment. I was like, you know what? Let's get a recess. Let's treat ourselves. Yeah. I'm sipping on a Zevia tooth decay in progress. Which, uh, flavor, stomach- let me, which flavor? Let me guess. Caffeine-free cola. Unfortunately. Okay. Tea. I was going to text you this. Forgot. You know, listeners, it's interesting because sometimes the topics that we text about come up in the podcast. Sometimes things we never talk about come from the podcast. Forgot to text you. At Whole Foods, it said caffeine-free cola Zevia last chance sticker was on it. So I guess they're not they carrying that. Well, maybe they're going to have the cream soda one. Okay, the cream soda. No, I think it's like the cream soda root beer one. I think that's what I found at my local grocery store in my neighborhood. And yeah, she slaps. She's good. Yeah, but um, I have the root beer right now. Um, my stomach does hurt. Uh, Emma and I ate what we like to call, well, let the listeners in on this, um, CEO dinner. Yeah. Basically, CEO when dinner. it's that time, it's like 4.30 and you're just like, well, maybe I just start making dinner. What else can I do? So Emma, what'd you have on the docket today? Um, I had a fat arugula spicy atomic pickle salad (laughs) with sexy salmon and a radiation potato. And I topped (laughs) it with everyone's favorite uh, topping, nutritional yeast, cracked black pepper, Maldon sea salt, hot sauce. It was just a a wet wet mess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had, what did I text it to you? <laughs> you go, what are you eating? And I go, cashew support. Yeah, cashew, cashew surprise. Um, I had salmon with some broccoli and mushrooms, a lot of cashews, this like hot sauce seasoning packet, nutritional yeast. Mm. But that was all just, you know, preparing me to have my psyllium husk surprise after. <laughs> Which, what, was in, what was your psyllium husk surprise? Um it was like frozen blueberries I wanted to get rid of, some psyllium husks, some ashwagandha, some maca. And then I topped it with like tahini, bee pollen, and honey. Yeah, right my, my honey. So oh, that's cool. Oh, that's, you know, a fun thing that you got to repurchase tomorrow. We love, we love when, ha- when we have to go on the honey run. Yeah, the honey run. And I also need to get some more frozen blueberries. So I've been into the wild frozen blueberries lately. Wow, those taste like water to me. Really? I think they're, I like them. See, I'm oh, I, also, I also read that like, you know, smaller berries actually have more nutrients as opposed to like the large conventional ones. I mean, I'm sure there's not much difference between the, the two, the two stacks at Whole Foods, but yeah. I, I, they kind of feel like sprinkles to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. They, they're kind of like, be- I need another crunchy thing to put on top of like pancakes or oatmeal or yogurt because all I'm doing is walnuts and bee pollen and then a seed cycling mix. Get the goji berries and toss them in the fridge. Then they're kind of like hard. Right. Like I have a shit ton of Jolie's dates, but then I'm like, I don't want to chop them up with my teeth or something. Instead <laughs> of using a knife, like a proper human. Um, um, how was your 4th of July? Oh yeah, truly did nothing. Um, one of the days I just cleaned my whole apartment. The other day, I don't remember. My mom was like, oh, are you watching the fireworks? I'm like, no, I'm sitting in my cave. But yeah. <laughs> what about you, dog? My 4th of July, I think I like went on a long meditative walk and like went to bed at 10 p.m. I like did not partake in any of the celebration. I had a pretty like hellish and like wicked flight back to New York though. Yeah. 
NYC's really been experiencing like Tornado Valley vibes. Yeah. Um, I, was supposed vibes. To, I, yeah, I was supposed to have like a direct flight from Omaha to New York. I was supposed to land at, at the nice time of 7 p.m. Um, sorry if you can hear all the sirens in the background. You guys are getting the true, true taste of what New York is like. Um, but no, yeah. So I thought we landed, you know, I was like not paying attention. Like I was just listening to Outcast and like, I don't know, Delicate Steve and like other stuff. We land, you know, I like see a few, I see a bridge and some tall buildings. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in New York. So I like text Kate and my family. I'm like back in New York. And then the pilot guy's like, so you guys can tell we are not in New York. We're actually in Philadelphia. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, why the fuck am I in Philly right now? And so I guess there was like terrible weather and like there was bad turbulence. But again, I was like, I find turbulence to be honestly kind of like enjoyable. (laughs) I love being quirky. I I find it to be Zen going up and down. Um, But no, yeah, so I ended up being in, like, Philly for five hours. Literally was almost going to, like, just leave the airport, get a hotel, then, like, take an Amtrak at, like, 6 a.m. the next morning. But, um, you know, I powered through, and I got home at 3 a.m. as opposed to 7 p.m. Um, yeah, I really don't know how you made it through. What was, like, the post-plane feast like? <laughs> I had, like, no food because I, I had no food. So, literally, I had to have my roommate's, like, old, like, rolled oats that she left here that I cooked in the microwave with cinnamon and then I dolloped tahini and like a fruit a few chunks of like frozen banana because it was like 3 a.m I was so tired I like hadn't eaten since like breakfast and I was like I like I like surpassed like I was like not even hungry anymore I was like I have gone through like just like that entire phase of like when you're so hungry you're not hungry right and I was like toss some food down your throat and then like go to bed and just like feast tomorrow yeah which is what I did yeah. yeah it's like um yeah, I mean that when you texted me that shit, I was like, babes, why are we not in New York? I was so confused. And I remember texting you, I was like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I was like, please come back. Like, please make it back. What the there was fuck? like no, and there was like no food at the airport because everything was like closed since so it was like, you know, nighttime. There's literally one gate agent working. And then they finally like brought out bags of food and it's like, here's some like fruit snacks. I'm like, I don't think fruit snacks are gonna do much for me right now. Yeah. I have to go, I'm going home to Minnesota this upcoming week. Um, my sister's getting married next year, and so we're picking out her dress and so I have to be present I'm the maid of honor obviously and so yeah unfortunately I'll be going to the airport too it's great it's great commentary when one of us is at the airport I was gonna say absolutely so that brings us I guess into today's episode which is about adrenal fatigue super sexy Um, you know a lot of people I've noticed on Geneva have been like asking about tips on adrenal fatigue or like how to deal with it and you know Kate and I definitely go to Geneva to seek out topics for the podcast just to really know what you guys want to hear and listen about. So I figured this would be a good topic for us to do some research on. It's going to have some similar themes to our stress and sleep episodes. So definitely, you know, go check that one out if you think this one's interesting. And if you're looking for more tips and tricks on how to not be exhausted and exhausted e-girl. Yeah, it's all you can try to do is take it seriously. But um Let's get into the, let's get into the show. Why don't we? Let's do it. Okie dokie. So we should maybe just do like an overall like definition of like what exactly adrenal fatigue is. I always like feel like it's like tossed around in like the wellness and health discourse, but you know, I never really knew like what exactly people meant by that. Yeah. Um, But it's just like a general term essentially to explain a group of symptoms that someone may experience or that may arise when you're experiencing long-term emotional, physical, or mental stress. And so like the theory or the science behind adrenal fatigue, essentially, is that your adrenal glands, which are right above your kidneys, 
they essentially respond to stress by producing hormones such as cortisol, which is a stress hormone. And so people who experience this like long-term stress, such as like chronic stress, their adrenal glands essentially can't keep up to the body's demand for the hormone. And so then essentially like your cortisol levels are just like basically like dipping. Yeah. And the, there's a huge, huge variety of the signs and symptoms for adrenal fatigue, which is why it's such kind of a, like, it's a catch-all term, I would say within health and wellness. Um, most of the time, if you feel like you have it and maybe you go to your health practitioner, they're going to be using a saliva test to test your cortisol levels. And they time it out, like upon waking after eating a meal, like they put you through an exercise and they'll test your uh, cortisol levels to see like what's going on inside of you. Um, and if they're able to diagnose anything, we're going to get more into like whole, I think what adrenal fatigue really means in like later part of the show. Um, some of the signs and symptoms are obviously tiredness. Uh, and it's kind of feeling tired all the time. Most practitioners that have patients and are like, maybe I have adrenal fatigue. It's oftentimes like this fatigue that lasts throughout the day that doesn't really have a, a reason to exist. Yes. And again, there's also going to be like symptoms such as like difficulty falling asleep at night and or just waking up in the morning again, just because of like fatigue and also like kind of the feeling of like being wired and tired. So like feeling like so exhausted, but so anxious that you can't sleep. And then you're also going to likely experience some sort of like salt and sugar cravings. And then maybe this dependence on caffeine or other stimulants to keep you moving throughout the day and just like alert and awake. So a lot of these like signs and symptoms are like things that probably a lot of us experience every single day. So it's going to be kind of more of this like prolonged tiredness that it's like, no matter how much you try to rest or how much you try to sleep, you're always just like feeling depleted. Yeah. And I think one piece of advice on the feeling tired all the time, um, we often, I think, think we're doing enough when it comes to sleep, right? Like it seems so obvious, get your, as many hours as you can. Let's say you went out one night and you got two hours of sleep and you wake up the next day and you're like, Oh, I actually don't feel that bad. But then three days down the line, if you feel really tired, that probably is triggering back to that one that you went out. So that's why with a lot of this like health and wellness stuff, when it comes to self-diagnosing, it has to be a trend. It can't just be overnight that you feel like I now have cancer for no reason. Yeah. So, um, so don't go down the W, the WebMD rabbit hole and you just like randomly feel off one day. Yeah. So I would say like track your symptoms. And also I think throughout the day, if it's like, the same time of the day you have the same dip or if you wake up feeling the same way like I wake up sometimes and feel like shit do I think I have adrenal fatigue no I probably just did something a little bit off the night before right yeah and I think that gets into then like the circadian rhythm and how like you know stress and like adrenal fatigue can impact this because like long-term chronic stress can disrupt our biological clocks and the sleep wake wake cycle is one of those mainly because like just the inability to fall asleep because you know when you are experiencing a lot of stress or you know any sort of like anxious thoughts um these rapid thoughts are going to occur a lot at night I know for me that happens a lot and so that can lead to insomnia or again just like being able difficulty staying asleep again tying back to like this whole like wired and tired um concept and Sunlight is like a really important way to kind of get your adrenal glands slash circadian rhythm going. So one thing that I've kind of like heard about from many different like podcasts from like a bunch of different functional medicine practitioners is like starting your day off with getting at least like 20 minutes of sunlight because that exposure to sunlight will help bring down your melatonin levels. And so if you are feeling super tired, you know, not just like, you know, laying around in bed and just like, you know, making a little bit of effort to maybe get sunlight if that is possible for you. Mm -hmm. And then also like the bright light at 
bright light, like late at night. So again, no, we're all addicted to our silly little phones, scrolling on Instagram, laughing at the scene while scrolling memes. Of um, as much as that's fun to do in your bed before going to bed or like, you know, swiping on Hinge and Tinder. Um, <laughs> it's going to keep your melatonin levels down. And during this time, you want your melatonin levels to increase because that's how you are going to be able to fall asleep. Um, so yeah, those are just like a few kind of ways to maybe help get your circadian rhythm back in check if you are having difficulty with that. Yeah. And it's, once again, it's hard. I think our generation is very addicted to our phones, like Emma said, but the silly little walk should be established in your morning routine or a silly little whatever you want to do, but something where you are getting out of bed and getting going can have effects on the later part of your day. I know that if I like stay in bed a little bit too long, it does affect me in the afternoon and my whole mood. And so definitely prioritize that. The next part of this is a little bit more scientific and kind of, um, I think, research that is still being developed, if you've heard this in different like medical podcasts, something called the HPA axis. So this relates a lot to the circadian rhythm. Um, And the circadian rhythm is regulating your daily energetic needs because it controls not only the nervous system, but your endocrine system. So all that's probably over your head, but basically it is another factor that comes into this diagnosis about adrenal fatigue because your HPA access is going to react to not only the physical stress. So like when we think of the flight or fight, like someone is chasing you and you have to like your cortisol levels go up for a very short period of time because you have to get away. You're scared of death, but also psychological stressors. And that's the stuff that I think goes prolonged. It's very difficult to pinpoint. Like what are these underlying stressors in your life? Are you stressed about moving? Are you stressed about finances? Are you stressed about a romantic like situation that actually does impact your nervous system. For me, whenever I hear that type of shit in health and wellness podcasts, like, oh, if you're like stressed for too long, like that could be like why you have like weight gain or weight loss or other stuff. I'm like, that is whack. There's no way that that actually adds up to a physical effect, but it's proving that when I would say more of like the um, functional medicine and naturopathic doctors look at the HPA access whenever they use that in their approach to like diagnose concerns, it, yes, your stress is actually something you could, should consider when you are thinking about different health concerns you may have. It's not some whack woo-woo shit that you hear about. Um, but science is once again, only beginning to unravel about like how cortisol, the HPA axis dysfunction and all of these chronic diseases um, interrelate together, which is going to kind of lead into the next part of the podcast. Where we talk a little bit about like, is adrenal fatigue real? Is it some shit that all these hippie doctors made up? Is it just crazy stuff or is it something that actually we should be taking more consideration towards? SPF, the number one thing you can do for your skin. We're excited to share with you girlies our newest podcast sponsor, Supergoop. Supergoop is challenging all the consumer myths about SPF and its perception as a seasonal product. They create highly innovative, feel-good skincare and beauty essentials that make wearing protective ingredients easy and fun throughout every step of your routine. Their SPF is perfect for a run to the grocery store or a silly little walk. Wearing SPF doesn't have to be a chore, but a ritual for every single day. You can use code CMOSGirlies at checkout for 10% off your order. Now back to the show. Okay, so as, yeah, we've kind of touched on, like, is adrenal fatigue real? Like, what is this? Um, So there's a thing called, like, adrenal fatigue, and then there's also adrenal insufficiency. And so adrenal fatigue is typically, like, a diagnosis that is not going to be accepted or recognized by most doctors. Now, if you see some sort of holistic like naturopathic 
you know, functional medicine practitioner, that might be a different experience. They might actually recognize this as something that you do need to maybe work on now. Granted, like the treatment is going to be more lifestyle related as adrenal fatigue is mostly tied to like stress in your current life. And so it's more just like figuring out how to mostly manage that. But there is something called adrenal insufficiency, which is a true medical condition. And it's also known as like Addison's disease. And this is where your adrenal glands don't produce sufficient levels of the cortisol hormone. And this is generally caused by a damage to the adrenal glands. This is actually like an autoimmune disorder as the immune system typically will just attack the glands by mistake. And again, like this diagnosis will be made by your medical practitioner through the use of like blood and urine tests. And these are going to have similar symptoms to just general adrenal fatigue, but it can also include like weight loss, fluid loss, just kind of like feeling like nauseous and sick. And then also I read like kind of a darkening of the skin. So I think if you're experiencing more of these like intense symptoms, that's definitely when you would probably want to seek out, you know, medical help. But again, it's like so difficult to really know if like what you think is just adrenal fatigue, it could actually be something worse. So I think it's just like, again, keeping track of your symptoms and really just like watching how your body is like, you know, reacting. And I think it's really um, convenient to want a diagnosis, to want a cure, to want, you know, I have this issue, I'm going to do X to solve this issue. And that's why I think adrenal fatigue has become extremely popular in not only like Eastern, more holistic practices, but also Western medicine, because when we have a lot of symptoms, if you have a lot of symptoms that are really unrecognizable and you're like going down a list, trying to do like the whole WebMD rabbit hole and you can't find anything, it could just be helpful mentally to think, okay, I have adrenal fatigue. That's what I should do. That's the approach I should take. But like Emma was saying, it could be a misdiagnosis. And in my, my opinion, I think misdiagnoses are a lot more harmful than having no diagnoses. Um, if you have no diagnosis, like no clear disease you have or no health concern, at least you can really target the symptoms. Like if your symptom is tiredness, you can address the lifestyle and dietary concerns. But if you think that you have like seizure disorder and you're misdiagnosing, I just know a lot of this because my brother has various disabilities. And so when we were born, he's a twin or twins, um, he was told like he had things like seizures and misprescribed medication. And so my parents were like, I almost wish that he would have like not got gotten um, a misdiagnosis and just had the symptoms to work with. Um, and this gets to the next point about like, is adrenal fatigue real? Or is this something that all these like whack holistic practitioners made up? So it really became popular or I guess buzzy around the early 2000s when it was first rejected by this conventional medical community called the Endocrine Society. They were kind of like talking about it in the symptom or in the way that all these symptoms are too vague. This doesn't really clearly line up with any research we've done. Um, and it becomes an issue, like we're saying, where people self-diagnose themselves. It's very vague symptoms, the low energy and tiredness. And it becomes an issue when all of these doctors in the conventional medical community wanted to dispute the claim that this adrenal fatigue was real. So they ran clinical trials, but the research was skewed because it was based on such vague symptoms. If you're asking someone to like rate your tiredness on a scale of one to 10, that's so variable that a lot of this testing even around adrenal fatigue is kind of fucked up as well. Um, but when you look at most medical um, practitioners in the Western space, they do not recognize adrenal fatigue as a real medical condition. And this sort of highlights the tension between alternative and conditional practices of medicine at large. I think a lot of the stuff we talk about in the podcast is kind of falling between both camps where like when we did the episode about COVID and immunity, 
obviously take the vaccine and obviously take your holistic things like zinc and vitamin C. You don't need to do one or the other. I think I'm on my approach to health and wellness that you very much can do both. Um, and that sort of relates to adrenal fatigue. And like I was saying before, I think it's difficult because a lot of people want to have a clear diagnosis. They want to have a name and an understanding, but sometimes the label doesn't matter and you might just be better off exploring why you have such symptoms and taking an open mind with various treatments. And once again, it's like we all of us want a quick fix to everything. We don't want to think like, okay, I'm going to have to wait six months to see results. And you might have to try two or three different treatments. And the first two might not work. And you feel like you might've wasted two months of your life doing something that didn't work. That sucks. Like it sucks to be so confused about, I think, what medical issue you have. But overall, I think most um, MDs and doctors, we all seem to agree that stress and stress reduction techniques are critically important, especially in the 21st century. Um, And it is a little bit difficult too, to kind of advise people, not us advising, but thinking about, okay, do I go to a Western doctor because I don't have healthcare access provided by my employer in the United States. But when you're doing the out-of-pocket costs through a holistic practitioner, that's also difficult financially. So it's really difficult when you think about how much the pharmaceutical industry has control over our healthcare system. And then also thinking about how expensive it is to go support like smaller, more holistic, naturopathic doctors when it comes to medicine. Um, So yeah, that's kind of the, I would say, controversy around adrenal fatigue. It's not really controversial. Who would have thought there would have been so much drama with the adrenal glands? Yeah, it's truly, I mean, I would say most things that I feel like we talk about in the podcast are so polarizing, even though I don't think they have to be. Like, Mm -hmm. even we did the episode about COVID, I was like, oh, we're going to get all this backlash because people are going to think like we're supporting the medical industry. And it's like most, you know, even the diet wars one. Yeah, do I agree with some of the stuff and I disagree with some of the stuff? Yeah, but I think you can take a very balanced approach and like take some tidbits from some diets and also like discard ones that don't work for you. Yeah. Um, the next part of the pod is going to be getting into solutions. So these are more of the lifetime lifestyle approaches that you can change in your life. Just because once again, we probably all could be doing better with our stress reduction. Um, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard in these, um, silly little times, but yeah, next we're going to give you guys some C muscular tips. You know, Emma and I can't shut up about starting your day with the perfect oatmeal toppings. And you're probably thinking, what could be better than securing a bag of maca powder or matching with a boy who actually knows what adaptogens are? Um, hello, a large and juicy medjool date. That's why we're so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Julie's. Julie's is a pantry staple for all the wellness gods. Their hand-picked medjool dates from Coachella Valley, California are certified USDA organic, naturally vegan, and free of all allergens. There is no better way to snack on Jolie's than with your favorite nut butter or on a bowl of oats. And Jolie's even has a date syrup to drizzle on a stack of pancakes. So if you want to taste some Jolie's for yourself, definitely use code CMOSGIRLIES for 15% off your first order. Now back to the show. Hey girlies, this wouldn't be a podcast called What the Fuck is CMOS without us having a CMOS sponsor. So it's time to learn what the fuck even is CMOS. Thanks to our newest sponsor, 26th in Love. CMOS contains 90% of the minerals that the body needs. Some even call it nature's multivitamin. Crazy, huh? Here's just a preview at some of its benefits. Are you struggling with gut health? CMOS. Struggling with inflammation? CMOS. Struggling with adrenal fatigue? CMOS. Struggling with constipation? CMOS. You can use the code CMOSGIRLIES for 10% off CMOS gel from 26 and Love. Time to become a wellness god. 
So I was going to say, the reason to bring that up is like, do we have to disclose that we're not licensed health practitioners? Because these are some tips, dietary lifestyle tips. Don't treat it like, don't treat it like it's the Bible. Yeah. You guys on TikTok, you guys on the meme page, like, I'm glad you find it helpful, but also maybe don't, (laughs) I don't know. We post, oh, sorry. There's some motorcycles outside my apartment, but, um, the one Emma posted about resistant starch yesterday, a few people commented like, oh my God, wow, I'm going to like put my stuff in the refrigerator. And I almost think as a joke for a week, Emma, we should make memes like misinforming the public. I wouldn't do this, but I think we could say some whack shit and people would probably try it. You know, when we have those memes, like put three cashews in your ear and it'll solve it. Like (laughs) we should do something like that. Anyways. Okay. This is the tips. So if you Google adrenal fatigue diet or like adrenal fatigue tips or adrenal fatigue solution, any of that bullshit, you're going to find one, such a variety. Once again, you're going to have websites that recommend you everything from like a, a diet, um, eliminating dairy, following a paleo diet, grains are the worst, beans are the worst. And generally you guys know what you probably should be doing to eat well and feel good in your body. It's going to be a high protein vegetable grain diet. You probably are not going to want to have excess amounts of processed sugar, eat it in moderation. You're also going to want to have balance in your meals and meal times, but not only throughout the day, like you're either eating, you know, like three meals and your snacks or whatever, but also on a schedule throughout the week. So if you go one day on the weekend where you're just getting like a bagel at 11 and then not eating till like 8 PM, cause you're out with your friends all day. And then throughout the week, you're kind of on that three meal regimented lifestyle. Like that's something that is also going to affect your stress because your body's going to like be in starvation mode, like high I was expecting lunch, you know, like give me lunch at this time, babes, like, where is it coming from? Um, And so that's, I think, really important too, when it comes to balance and really looking at what you're doing every single day, not just like I was, you know, doing all these things one day, the next day I entirely fell off. Um, And also another thing we've talked about in previous podcast episodes, but about the glycemic index. So you want to choose foods that stabilize your blood sugar level and then are going to be lower on the glycemic index radar. Um, I'm trying to think about what episode that was. Was that the macro and micro episode we did it on? Perhaps. Yeah. Um, But basically just like thinking about your mood and your energy levels as being really related to what's going on with your blood sugar. So looking to regulate that as much as you can. Um, The next section is supplements and food. So we can get into some of our faves here. Done a whole episode about adaptogens. So if you want to go listen to that one, um, you'll find a lot of information about what the various adaptogens are, the best way to take them, that sort of stuff. Um, some of my faves for stress are going to be ashwagandha. That's like the one that I think is like my favorite. Yeah. Ashwagandha. I definitely have seen the most like effects from rhodiola is also another good option. I know quite a few people who actually take it that like, aren't even like super like granola hippie voodoo, like wellness gods. Yeah. And rhodiola is also like pretty good for, um, like acute stress. So, you know, those like minor stress where it's like, you have like a, a big exam or whatever, um, so I take like the Gaia herbs capsule pills and so she's a good one. Yeah. There's also holy basil is another one. You could get this in a tea. I got a few questions about adaptogens and I've never taken adaptogens in a tea form, like a tea bag really, but I know mood belly has a blend and it's ashwagandha and holy basil. And I really like the taste of it. Um, but I think with any of these, you know, herbs, if it's, you're entirely new to this whole wellness world, you might not like the taste of them. 
um, one of the brands I've shouted out before, um, and they actually listen to the pod. I think like some people on the team from Your Mornings, they make tinctures of adaptogens. They were kind of looking at the way that like most adaptogens, the dirt separates in your in your coffee mug when we have made memes about this before. So they make tinctures for adaptogens. So that could be another cool brand to look yeah. for. Yeah, Wooden Spoon Herbs is also good. I like a few a few of theirs, like the Anxiety Alley is really nice. Um, yeah. And then and the, the next... Yeah, you guys. I was going to say the next um, kind of part of this whole routine is going to be sleep. So, some people are really into CBD. I have not really found a way to consume it that makes sense for me. Um, I've tried everything from uh, like a vape to a soda to a tincture to a, you know, everything you could, every type of CBD form. And I just never found it really worked for me um, when it came to stress and sleep and winding down at the end of the night. But you girlies know we love our magnesium, of course. Yes, magnesium's a good one. The CBD that I've been taking is by like Remedy Plant Lab. They granted sent me like a really beautiful tincture and it is a little expensive, but that's like the first, honestly, like CBD tincture that I feel like I've experienced like actual like benefits from. Um, but yeah, magnesium, you know, we all love. I feel like I haven't like found honestly like the best or like the most perfect magnesium. Like Calm's good, but... I need to explore the market, try some new things or take things into my own hands. Yeah. I know that Mind Body Green has a sleep support and it has like GABA and magnesium in it. And I've been taking it before bed. It feels kind of the same as the magnesium glycinate I was taking before, but who knows? Maybe I'll stick it out. Um, I need to be, you know, have a routine to know if my supplements are actually doing something, which is something we all struggle with. But yeah. Um, next again, it's just going to be like general lifestyle tips slash like how to navigate like this hustle culture. Cause everyone in America is obsessed with overworking for no reason. So I really feel like with like adrenal fatigue and, you know, you need to get like to the root cause of what is causing your potential adrenal fatigue. If you are experiencing adrenal fatigue, like what is the stress in your life? And rather than like manically purchasing a shitload of stress supplements, like really maybe tapping into like, okay, is it work related? Like, how can I, you know, adjust and make, you know, my work situation better? Or is it something in like my family? Like, do I need to talk to someone about like maybe some stuff that I have like built up inside of me and then like finding really an outlet to release your stress. Now, of course you can always, you know, ask people like, what's your best like tip for managing stress. You can always go down that rabbit hole on Google, but I think you really have to find what works best for you. And it's going to require a lot of experimentation. So whether that's like working out, walking, meditating, et cetera, for me, it's like doing my Pilates, having my morning routine or going on like a manic walk where I walk like 3.5 miles per hour, listening to apex twins, like you do whatever works for you. And I think again, also with what we touched on earlier, with like the circadian rhythm, really trying to get some sort of like sunlight in the morning to reduce the melatonin. So you're less sleepy, or maybe it's just, you know, working out and just kind of getting the, the blood flowing through the body and then reducing screen time at night. This is something that I am terrible at. I try to read before bed last for five minutes. And then I'm like on my phone, something I'm trying to work on, but also not really trying to work on. I've just like accepted that as a part of my life. <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing that's really helped me because reading sometimes, like for me, I want to comprehend what I'm reading. I don't want to like doze off audiobooks. Honestly, like if you want to really listen, like if you have an audiobook and it's like 10 hours and yeah, you want to read it, but you're also just kind of like, mm, like I don't need to be digesting every single fucking sentence. For me, I listen to a lot of nonfiction. So like, okay, I missed second chapter, second part. It's fine. That's one way I've been doing to wind down. And I use the app Libby. I use my library card at the New York Public Library. And then you can set sleep timers. So like 
you don't go 10 hours through the audiobook and just like miss the whole thing. It like shuts off for 30 seconds. Also like making lists before bed really helps me with anxiety. I think sometimes I wake up and it's just like a fog because I'm like, what the fuck do I have to get done by noon? And so if you write out a list kind of of like, okay, 10 a.m. I'm going to do this. These are the tasks I need to get done. This is other deadlines and other like weird shit I got to do today. That's something that's like can be helpful as well. Um, I'm also someone where like, I need to have my inbox at zero before I go to bed. I don't know why I've ingrained that. Like if I have anything sitting in my inbox, it freaks me out. So making sure you know what stresses you out and like getting into routine of dealing with that before you go to bed. And then I think again, like setting boundaries with like your work and work slash social life and personal life. I know, you know, just like with American work culture, you know, there's such common themes of like job burnout, just like working over time and just lack of personal time because we like don't get enough time off. And I think we would all benefit if we only had to work four days a week and had a longer weekend to like develop hobbies and actually like, you know, wind down and slow down with life. I know for me, like I have personally struggled with like my work life, like, you know, working all day and then like rushing to go home and then like working on other things and doing errands and other like tasks I need to get done and not really then having any sufficient time just to like wind down and like chill the fuck out. I just kind of feel like I'm always going, going and going. So that's something that I've been trying to definitely work on. Obviously it's like hard because it's like, you're always, it's like a race against time. But also I think too, it's like, I think both of us deal with this where we feel a little bit guilty. Like if I'm doing nothing, absolutely nothing. I'm not even listening to a podcast or like music. If I'm just sitting there, or even if I'm just like on TikTok for 30 minutes, I think for a while I had ingrained that like, I'm wasting my time. I could be doing something that's productive. I think I'm better with that now, but I think that's something too. Like when you go from such drastic of like being on all the time, and then you do take that 30 minutes to go on a very meditative walk, it can feel like really weird. And it's like getting into the habit of knowing that like, no, you should have time where you don't have to do anything as well. Like that's what balance is all about. Absolutely. And I think that then like kind of taps into like the last step, which is just like honoring and listening to your body. So like really generally, genuinely like rest and take it easy if you do feel tired and burnt out. And, you know, maybe that just means like not going out and socializing as much, or maybe getting, you know, going to bed a little bit earlier, or just like letting yourself sleep in if you're generally, genuinely tired or, you know, like taking a rest day from working out. And I think these things are like really, really hard. So again, I think if you come, if you come from a past of like having some sort of like perfectionist, you know, tendency where it's like, I have to like do everything and all this, yada, 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 otherwise I'm a failure. It can like really be hard to kind of break those, those habits that are kind of ingrained into you. Um, I feel like I definitely have gotten better at, you know, listening to myself and, you know, prioritizing my energy levels. Yeah. And I think also finding people that like support it, like, Emma and I sometimes will text each other at like nine and be like, all right, I need to wind down. Like, don't text me for the rest of the night. And I know like sometimes with people that are a little bit outside of your circle, social circle, like acquaintances or like family, if they're disrupting your flow, that can be something that is like kind of hard to have those conversations about. Um, I know for me, like growing up and like, whenever I go back, I'm always like, okay, guys, I need to like go on my run in the morning and then you can talk to me. Like, it's kind of those like corny, like cringe t-shirts where it's like, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Like you all, we all have our own probably like tendencies that we get triggered by or like things that people do and say. And so I think being clear with boundaries is something that can definitely help stress because if you're like me and you're very irate and rash sometimes, like all the little things will build up and then you will lash out and then you will say something. And as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you will regret it. Um, that's the circle of life yeah that is how it goes down when the stress accumulates and your body just says let it out (laughs) Um, 
so yeah it takes time definitely to like realize that but um yeah that's um adrenal fatigue girlies i guess we did it for you hopefully that helps you guys hopefully you get some tips kind of have a better understanding of what adrenal fatigue is maybe you you do have it maybe you don't have it who knows? You never know. That's yeah. the fun thing about wellness. It's always it's always a mystery. Yeah. But today we did launch merch. Um yeah. Hella Girlies already bought merch. And I'm just so excited to see everyone take their photos of it. Obviously, like with each podcast and anything we do, like the community grows a little bit bigger um, in a very organic way. It's not like we're just like rapidly getting like random people in Geneva and stuff, but yeah, like I think since the last time we launched merch, our community has probably tripled. And so I'm really excited to see like who are all these new faces in Geneva. It's pretty interesting um, because, you know, I have access to the back end Shopify system. So seeing all the orders trickle in, lots of hottest girls in the non-dairy section t-shirts getting ordered, which I'm excited about. Um, what, what do you think you're going to get, Kate? I know we were talking about this. I have no idea. Um, probably a t-shirt because I feel like I'll wear that and that's good. Um, maybe a tote. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm feeling a tote as well. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to be meeting up with some NYC girlies tomorrow in Washington square. Now that park elicits a trauma response for me. Um, I've just had so many soiled dates. I think Emma has too. Um, and also I like, I went to NYU and I had to walk through the park every single day based on like living situations. Um, so it's not a favorite park of mine, but it's convenient. So, um, we'll be meeting up with the girlies, probably going to bring over a sacred life kombucha, uh, for the little picnic. Good options, good options. Any other CMOS updates? Um, you know, if you're in Geneva, you get the extra, extra spicy updates. We're going to be talking more a little bit about, um, you know, some things that, you know, things in the works, as Emma and I like to say, trying to be trailblazers to capacity, you know, all the memes that are kind of like, damn, supplements suck though. Hmm. Just not for long. Yeah, not for long though. So if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about, you should be in Geneva. Secondly, Patreon. We've launched some content in Patreon recently. We're still figuring out, I think, like the bugs of the bugs of Patreon, <laughs> the kinks of Patreon of like what we should we do. Want. I think we should do like an ask me anything for our next yeah. Patreon stuff. Maybe. Yeah, I think we want to do a psyllium husk. Um, oh, I have an idea. I'm going to say off pod about what we're going to do after. Um, Wait, I kind of have ideas too now that I have some possessions oh interesting you said that because that's not where my head was going but okay. <laughs> I was gonna say something else we'll talk after we start recording but yeah. um next week on the oh wait I guess when this podcast comes out because we come out on Tuesdays tonight tonight Emma and I are going to be going live on Instagram with our fellow homies over at Coconut Bliss they make non-dairy ice cream and guess what they just came out with an ice cream maker called the bliss maker so we have um you know worked our magic as two girl bosses to get a little a little something in the works for you guys so we're gonna be going live on instagram at 7 30 eastern um showing you the bliss maker and we're gonna be making root beer floats with everyone's favorite olipop a prebiotic tonic soda so if you want to see emma and i um attempt- are terrible at like making anything any type of dessert or like sweet related you know food so this will be interesting. Yeah, we're going to do it live on camera, no editing. And also like with Instagram live, you guys are going to be able to comment in real time. So that's going to be fun. I hope you don't fuck it up and like actually get some ice cream out of it. But yeah, we're going to be making, you know, wellness God root beer floats. There's going to be info on the meme page. So by the time you listen to this pod, you probably have already seen the meme. The memes, you know, dictate everything these days, God. Um, 
but yeah, that's going to be next week. And then we have some new ad sponsors, which I'm sure you guys will hear about as well um, in this shot. Oh, I suppose they have heard Supergroup is our new sponsor. So go get some SPF. We're going to do a giveaway with them too. So that was a lot. Um, wow. Once again, hopefully you guys brought your fucking notebooks. Oh, we didn't do notebooks in, in the merch. That would have been funny. Yeah, say Libby. Okay. Um, peace and love, dog. Thank you guys for listening to What the Fuck is CMOS. Bye.